Welcome to season two of the Do More Good podcast. They gave us a second series. Oh, don't tell anybody. You need to kind of just go fast and seize those opportunities. We have no access to any kind of finance whatsoever, but I am drowning in brown <laughs> If your people aren't lined up behind why the change they're trying to make is important, nothing happens. What's the difference between work and home life? It doesn't mean you have to be on 24-7, but you have to be receptive to inspiration. Here we are, season two of the Do More Good podcast. We had a great reaction to the launch from Scotland. Thank you for all the messages. And hi to all the new listeners we've picked up these past two weeks. The pressure is on now. And not to mention the hardcore few of you who've been with us from the start. We won't forget you when the merch arrives. It's great to be back after a break, and that is exactly what we're discussing today. We've got a new mum and a dad describing their experiences of maternity and paternity leave in the sector and what we need to improve. Plus, we're off to Google to find out how they handle things in big tech and what we can learn. Whether you're a manager, a colleague, or you look after little ones yourself, talking of which, anyone seen Kenneth of Miss Laden? Then here are some do's and don'ts. How are you doing? Good Good to see you. You well? Yeah, good. How are you doing? Good to see you. You too? How are you? Good. In a change to our usual routine, we are recording in the morning today, though those of you who are kids will appreciate we're up early every day. I'm joined by people who know all about that. I've got Natasha Evans, Fundraising Events Manager at Diabetes UK, but formerly of the Children's Society, and Marie Curie. Yes, thank you ever so much for having us here today, James. And Patrick Ozalski, no, I've said that wrong, Patrick Ozalski? Better. Patrick Ozalski, who worked at Mencap Stroke Association before, spoiler alert, changing jobs to become a consultant, researching audiences and behaviour for organisations. Hello there. So we are sat here today in the sort of location you only go to before kids, the very cool Citizen Hotel in Blackfriars, but we are breaking the rules today because we've got the star of our show, Young Wilbur here, joining us for the first of probably many media appearances in the years to come, I'm sure. (laughs) He says hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Wilbur. So for starters, why don't you tell us about your other jobs? Patrick, you are the father of two? I am, yeah. So a boy, Wilbur, who's one and a half, and Margot, who is four, just started school. So that's probably 60-65% of my work. So that's my real job. And then I also run my own business, been going three years, called Outrageous Impact. And I'm basically a human behaviour researcher working with charities and with organisations on a digital first basis to help them answer pressing questions that allow them to grow their profits and make the world better. Okay, and which is your favourite of those two roles? Well, I would never be able to choose, obviously. I think they give different things at different times. Sometimes when work is hard, it gives you great perspective knowing that you've actually got to be on form to basically look after the kids and vice versa. So I think they're both... They're both different, they're both very important, but obviously kids would come first. And how about you, Tash? What's your other role? I am a mum to Ellis, who's 15 months old, and he's fantastic and definitely keeps me on my toes. So when I come home, that is my second job until about half seven when he finally falls asleep. So was it, when you first fell pregnant, was was it planned? Was it a surprise? It was definitely planned, but still a huge surprise when actually I found out I was pregnant. It was a bit of a mixture between, oh my God, what have I done, and excitement. But yeah, yeah, it was good. Good surprise. Good. And what was your kind of immediate reaction to that around 
maternity or paternity leave, did you immediately think I'm going to be taking a year out? Or Yes. I think initially I thought, right, well, definitely I'll have a whole year off, try and get as much as I can. And then I started researching it a little bit more and found out about shared parental leave. So really had a great discussion with my partner about what we wanted to do as a couple and what would be best for us both. We also wanted to use the time to travel. Great opportunity to do something without having to actually leave our jobs. And so we were trying to work out how we could do shared parental leave and also use the time to do what we wanted. However, we found that there was quite a few barriers with shared parental leave. My partner's company just had never experienced anyone in their organisation taking shared parental leave. So even to find out what their policies were around that was really difficult. So in the end, my partner took a month off annual leave. So do you need the two companies to talk to each other in order to make that happen? Not really, but they needed to mirror each other in what was being offered. So there's sort of a standard procedure for that needs to be followed yeah and the two policies didn't look similar and actually he wouldn't have been able to have been given cover for that month that he wanted to have off so his barrier was well I'm taking this time off but actually when I return I'm going to have a ton of work to come back to and he didn't feel comfortable with that yeah okay and how about you Patrick was it different each time Yeah, it was. I mean, the first time was before shared parental leave had actually come onto the statute books. So Helen, my wife, and I basically decided that I would do a a month's... So I did two weeks after Margot was born, and then I did a month's unpaid work with Margot when Helen went back to work. And securing that was difficult. And also, you know, I heard anecdotally from senior leaders at the organisation where I was, who I won't name to spare their blushes because they're basically totally on the wrong side of history, that we should never have given Patrick paternity leave. It was a massive mistake. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that is just so wrong. Till men actually start stepping up more around active involvement in childcare, and I don't mean taking the kids to football on a Saturday, that is a joke. We need to actually start getting serious about equality. We say that we are basically people who are progressive and liberal and modern. Yeah, I agree, Wilbur. Yeah, I mean, you're with me, aren't you? And yet, we basically expect that our partners are going to be the ones who are going to take the hit to their career. And I just think it's, it's really wrong. That's a really good point. I've scribbled down some stats. Male managers in the UK took one and a half weeks on average. Therefore, we don't have role models. The managers aren't taking time off. Then you're going to feel uncomfortable doing that yourself and not even realise that it's possible. Well, I'm yeah. really pleased because in one of the organisations where I was... By me sharing my story, I actually encouraged one of my team to actually leave, and he's now a full-time dad. And actually, I just think kids do need both parents, and yeah, I think it's men need to get much more serious about childcare. Yeah. So I read a lot about the stats behind it, and what we do in the UK, and then what else happens worldwide. What I didn't see a lot of were articles around why men should take time. I think it's really important for men to take the time off because they are equally the parents of their children. And actually, I've noticed that when I'm with Ellis, we have a certain experience together. But when my partner's with Ellis, he equally brings something different and can teach him different things and has lots and lots of fun with him. So why shouldn't men also have the opportunity to be part of their child and be part of childcare? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it shouldn't be about having to take either a month off unpaid 
or a month off on holiday. And I mean, the question you asked earlier is how is it different second time round? And, you know, this time I took time off when Wilbur was born, uh, who's now currently on his plastic mobile phone, not at all mirroring what mum and dad do, trying to fit work (laughs) around childcare. It's been significantly easier. I've been working for myself. I've had a lot more flexibility, been able to spend a lot more time. I'm with Wilbur every Thursday. You know, I'm picking the kids up four nights a week from the childminder. And actually, just the impact on Wilbur's mental well-being, the impact on my daughter's well-being, and on both of our well-being, and our time together has been so much better. Second time around, being able to spend more time together helps couples adjust to that new reality as well. I don't know what you think, Tash, but... Well, actually, it's a really good point, because the statistic that says 1.5 weeks off as paternity leave is just... One and a half weeks is nothing when you've got a newborn baby and you're adjusting to looking after this new person and also recovering from birth, depending on what experience you had. My partner had three weeks off paternity leave, and even then I was scared to death when he went back to work on the Monday. And it took me a couple of weeks to adjust to actually looking after a baby on my own. And in this day and age when family live further away you don't have that community around you who can step in and help you you're in my experience sitting at home with a child you don't know what to do and your partner is at work by the time they come home they might have had a really busy day and they want to relax and childcare is so boring as well isn't it i mean <laughs> it can be. like literally I, it's a drudge it can I, I am just there are times when i'm just like this is so grim and i have to keep on reminding myself that we are a volunteer army like if we didn't want it then you know we should not have actually gone down gone down the route of being parents and i plan more deeply for days with wilbur than i do high paying client jobs and actually i do think that the one has to have that real organisation to sort of safeguard your mental well-being as well don't you so Absolutely. do you look forward to those keep in touch days then yeah i really looked forward to them i made sure that before i left to go on maternity leave i listed out exactly what I wanted to come in to work for so that my manager knew when to get in touch with me to invite me in for keeping touch days. And that how, really m- how many did you have? I had in total seven. Okay. And I think the max that you can have is about 10 to 12. I found that they were good because I ensured that I went to work when we had big team meetings, for example, conferences, staff conferences, also Christmas parties. <laughs> Get that one in <laughs> yeah, early. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a treat. And it was nice because I got to see my colleagues and actually returning back to work after having those keep in touch days. I felt really comfortable with being back in that environment because I had had those keep in touch days and it felt natural. I think I would have really struggled if I hadn't have had those keep in touch days because it would literally feel like coming back to a completely new job. I think the point you make about about managers' attitudes and behaviours are so right. Helen basically got told when she was pregnant that the senior leadership of the organisation were very disappointed that she was pregnant. There were redundancies and her name was first on the list. And she just said, you're treating me differently because I've basically been, been pregnant. And they said... You know, it was it was only once and you didn't say anything. And she said, no, it was seven times and I've recorded it all, which makes me realise that we can never, ever get divorced because she will absolutely <laughs> take me to the cleaners. And what, what annoys me more about it is that we have this sort of culture of silence where men go along with it because they're like they don't want to upset the male bosses and where women are the ones who get disadvantaged. 
but I've also seen it on the other foot as well. So not just in terms of the impact on Helen, but you know when I've when, when I've been in in senior level jobs. Yeah, I agree. You're angry as you're angry. I'm angry, Wilbur. You know, I, I've actually had much younger teams that I've that I've led where the expectation is that you put in 50, 60 hour weeks. Yeah. And with kids, that's just not possible. And then there's this sort of ridiculous culture of presenteeism where the sort of directors are saying, well, you need to be here, you need to be here. And I'm, and I'm thinking and saying, no, I need to get back on the train to pick up the kids from nursery. And I think we've got our priorities as a country so wrong. And as a sector, we say we are good, but I think we are virtue signaling in quite a significant way around the rights of parents to look after their kids and after all we've all had parents and it makes me really really cross how predominantly older white men are limiting the chances of parents to be with their kids i think we need to have a long and very painful discussion with ourselves you know a bit like the me too movement about how we are not getting it right with with regards to parents yeah do you think there are other countries that are doing it better well i am half swedish ah uh, they're on my list sweden Men take three months on average. You get nine months paid paternity leave. You know, there's a statutory maximum of $145 a month for childcare. You know, ours is, has been 13, 14, 1500 quid some months. You know, life is complicated. I think the point you made, Tash, about lack of parental support is really, really, and family support is really a massive issue. Definitely. It has been a real struggle to work out financially what's the best option for us coming back into the workplace I had wanted to return back to work on less hours per week so that I could do more childcare and save that financial burden on us unfortunately I wasn't granted what I wanted however I have been given the opportunity to work from home one day a week and actually start my day later which means that I get that morning off with Ellis get some quality time but also I don't have to pay for his childcare and then also for my job actually it's really beneficial because as being in events we've got hundreds of people taking part in events for us and actually if I work I work currently half past one till half seven in the evening and I use that time in the evening to make calls to our runners I work on running events and those causes, there's so much, there's so much quality in them because there is more time to talk to people. So I think, although I wasn't granted what I wanted initially, it has worked out positively for me and also for my job. Yeah, there's two points there. One around technology allowing us to be a little bit more flexible around work, and then also being allowed to kind of control your own work day. You're happy presumably you're happier at work about that and therefore you put in more of an effort if you like your employer it's a relationship in any case uh, you're going to work a little bit harder for them so it makes sense to allow people to do that so luckily at my organization we have flexible working hours that actually has been really helpful because without having a half an hour lunch break I wouldn't be able to get home in time for Ellis's bedtime by the time I get home he's conked out by half past six some nights because of nursery so that's really allowed me to do that. I think maybe there's more that charities, sectors can do to make it even more flexible because luckily I don't have to do pick up and drop off to nursery, but if I had to factor that in, then I would really struggle with actually getting my hours in. Yeah, okay. 
And how has it been with your friends and colleagues? What's their reaction been? Uh, very positive. I mean, I think particularly since I've now got such an understanding boss, you know, working for myself, I literally <laughs> the best boss I've ever had. He's a really great guy. I mean, you should really check him out. I honestly think that had I not gone to work for myself, I don't know how we would have how we would have coped. And I don't say that as a sort of vain, glorious thing. It's like we were we were literally on our chin straps trying to survive with 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 one and we knew we always wanted to have a second but we were literally running from one thing to the other throwing a bit of southern rail crisis as well it's it's really tricky and i think you know the point you made about technology is important i do think you know my work now is much more digital first and technology has made that so much more possible and i think we need a massive revolution that makes that just the norm rather than forcing people to to travel into places but i also think it's about culture and i think it's about hierarchy and i think it's about managers still thinking that the, you only do good work if you are seen by a manager and i think that that is is such an old fashioned way of working don't know about you tash but i think it's going to I well, on we that front, a, a, bit of a, a bit of a change in co- would job share appeal to you guys. So, being able to split your work with some, another, maybe, maybe another parent. Do you like having ownership of your own job? I do. Yeah, I was going to say no, because I really like having that ownership of my job and of my projects, and I get huge job satisfaction when I achieve my goals. And yeah. I think that would be less impactful if I were to job share. Okay. And what's re- reaction been like at Diabetes UK? amongst your colleagues more than managers when maybe. I've come back yeah yeah really really positive luckily I had quite a good relationship with quite a number of people before I left and just picked those up quite quickly as I returned I would say that I struggled a little bit when I returned back from work not because of the environment that I was in but because of me personally and having been out of a job for 14 months I struggled with my confidence because I thought I don't know what I'm doing now. I've come back. I've made a success of managing a baby and looking after a baby. And now I'm coming back and I'm having to manage events. And I often find that I'm either doing one, say, job, childcare versus work, really well, and perhaps the other not so well. So now I feel actually it's the tables have turned. Now that I've been back for a month, I feel really confident. I'm back in my job. I know what I'm doing. I go home, and sometimes I don't know what to do with my son because I'm like, I haven't seen you for a while. I haven't changed a nappy since last Sunday because he's been at nursery and my partner picks him up and drops him off. So I think soon, hopefully, I'll need to get the balance will come back, hopefully. And talking of that balance, do you ever feel guilt about being at work, thinking oh, I should be at home or at home thinking I should be at work and I mean you're working from home so maybe you get that a little bit less but uh, n- no more but I think it, the thing that's really cha- really changed for me it's been in the last couple of weeks is I've just actually just said to myself my main job is basically keeping the kids alive and therefore I'd sooner get that bit right and set them off on the p- right path and I think both Helen and I feel very strongly about that that it's better to get them on the right path and then you can always your career can always pick up a bit but it's it's setting priorities. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And that's maybe the flip side to the technology point, that if you're not in the office and maybe if you're working from home, when do you s- stop? Whereas actually it's really easy to keep going and if your manager maybe isn't around and you want to feel like you're making an impact and you're still working really hard, when do you switch off and switch over? maybe switch over to the kids? 
Well, I'm lucky because I basically uh, your manager always sees. Yeah, my manager is always so reasonable. And I, wor- and I work like farmer's hours. I sort of like get up at like 4.30 sometimes after 8 p.m. I am totally useless. So like B.A. Baracus with the milk thing. What was it about milk? But just like... Uh, sure. Just, uh, do you remember you always gave him like, laced milk, him milk whenever you needed to get him in a helicopter or yeah. a plane? How about you, Tash? It's a very good question because a few people have asked me since returning back to work if I'm missing my son. And... <laughs> Nothing like that to remind you of what you're missing. I know. Like, oh dear, if I if I you know, I could have broken yeah. into tears. But actually, in fact, it, and I f- I feel bad about saying this, but no, I don't feel guilty, and I do miss him. But I'm not sitting there pining for him. I actually feel like coming back to work. My life has expanded more. When I'd have conversations with people when I was on maternity leave, I felt a bit flat because I didn't really have much to talk about apart from my child and sometimes you've kept a child alive and I do think actually the basis of that question is is quite sort of emblematic of the patriarchal system that we actually work in I don't accept that and I think we need to get much more militant I mean I love the work that pregnant and screwed are doing I think they're a campaign group that should be absolutely championed by everyone because, you know, it is about men getting much more serious about childcare. We need to stop seeing this just as, as, as a woman's responsibility. And also we need to stop caring so much about work. Because, I mean, we are going to be dead soon enough. And actually, would you rather bring up some decent human beings or do a better spreadsheet about business planning? I mean, I know Bloody which one I'm spreadsheet. with. I mean, I love that spreadsheet. That is, <laughs> I'm not the only one who's getting quite excited Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. I think that's been really useful. I'm going to go and have a chat to some, some people on the other side about those points, and I will let you know. Wonderful. But thank you very Thanks much. Thanks ever so much for having us. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. This station is King's Cross St. Pancras. Change here for Circle, Hammersmith and City, Metropolitan, Piccadilly and Victoria Lines national and international rail services. I've hot-footed it up. Does people still say hot-footed? I'm not sure. I've hot-footed it up to King's Cross and found a bar where I'm joined by Chloe Arrowsmith, Senior HR Business Partner at Google. Hi, James. Nice to see you. Hi. Uh, As with most things in my life, I'm hoping that Google can provide me with some answers around a company's point of view on maternity and paternity leave, what challenges they face, address some of the points raised this morning, and see what charities can learn from the private sector and big tech. All in 15 minutes. Easy, right? Yeah. It's actually Chloe's last day at Google Towers after 13 years. That's right. That's right. I start a new gig at Deliveroo on Monday, going to a company that has 2,000 employees, whereas Google has 200,000. So big change for me. Mm. But uh, I'm hoping I'll learn a lot along the way. Yeah. Good luck with that. Should we start off with your own experiences? Sure. You took maternity? I did. I How did. How was it for you? Good, really good. I've had three maternity leaves on Google's dime and time over Mm. the last 13 years. I have three children. The first, I think I took nine months. The second, I took 10 months. And this, for my last child, born last year, I've had nearly 12 months. All of them, for me personally, have involved keeping some distance from the office, actually. I've deliberately spent time away, obviously, raising my children. But I've never kept in touch that much with Google whilst I've been on leave myself. So on the first leave, for example, I don't think I spoke to anybody for seven months, but that was on my terms, you know. And I was happy with that and came back to the office. And amazing how you adjust by the Thursday of the first week to 
the very job that you left nine months previously. How about the latest time? What's, what's changed there? Were you more in touch? For me personally, this last leave has been interesting because my two managers left whilst I was on leave. And so it would not come as a surprise that people can be affected by change when they're on maternity leave. And before it was always consistently the same manager, the same team I was returning to. But this time there were changes. And so I really wanted to be kept uh, in the loop and made aware of those changes. So I have been in touch more this time. Do Google have a, have a policy around keeping touch days? Uh, well, they do. They absolutely do. You're entitled to 10 of them throughout your leave. And it's determined by the individual if you want to come in and, and use those keeping in touch days to hear what the team's up to, what's going on. But equally, if you don't want them, that's absolutely fine as well. Yeah. I had always advised my managers to take the steer from the employee. If they want to come in and hear what's going on, then let's make those keeping in touch days really smart and valuable. So talking about it from a company's point of view, mm -hmm. we chatted this morning a lot about the point of view of the mum or dad that's taking that leave. What are the sort of challenges around maternity and paternity leave that you guys face? Maybe seeing it from the other side. So I do worry that we have a very simple and modern view on this, but it is the view of Google nonetheless. We see these leaves of absence as a brief interlude. It's not a major disruption. I understand that individuals might see it as that or they might worry about leaving the workplace. But as an employer, I feel that we're very supportive and we know that you're going off to raise a child. But when you come back, most likely things will be the same. Most likely you will pick up your work where you left off. Or if there has been change, we've kept you aware of that throughout your leave. And so... And so it's not this major problem, actually. It's, we don't view it, genuinely, we don't view it as a, as a problem. Rather, it's unreal what perspective maternity and paternity leave can give people. So you've been busy doing your job, just really going for it, and then you take this leave of absence and you're gone for seven months, then you come back and say, hey, is that still happening, that terrible thing over there? Or, wow, you've managed to achieve that. Yeah. So it's a brilliant perspective enhancer I think and that's what we heard from some of our employees that's a really too. good point around the perspective of that so you guys deliberately look at it from their perspective rather than your own that's right yeah what's good about that and also I think when you come back to the office I, I mean I joked about it there saying that by Thursday everything's normal but that is also consistent with what I've heard over the years people worry about their return to work will absolutely give them maybe a phased return to work or that ramp up you know take your time and then they report to me that, well, there you go. It's yeah, you I'm know, back. Every, I'm back. Everything's yeah. ship shape. And presumably know? that takes different amounts of time for different people. It does. It does. And I get that confidence back yeah, and get the it knowledge does, back. And it does. And and so, I also then think, you know, we've got an incredibly motivated, bright bunch of people working there. So, I, they are pretty good at that anyway. But. I always felt sorry if there was someone crying in the toilet, missing their little Frankie or Freddie. That, that must be awful. But I'll tell you, there was support in place for that too. You know, Those managers had to check in with the returner frequently to ensure that their return to work was going as well as possible. Mm. And you would hope that they trust their manager enough to either share that or come to me perhaps in HR and talk to me about that. I could quickly solve that. I could, I could have a conversation with them. I could put them in touch with a parent guru. You know, we had all these parent gurus at Google, a self-organized group of people who were passionate about parenting. And you'd say, okay, this lady over here is having an issue with X. Could someone chat to her today? And I'd put them in touch. 
all these things are just helpful resources to ensure that your return to work is actually a bit smoother. You talked a little bit there about parent gurus. Is that yep. that just one of the things that you guys do to, to make that return to work easier? Uh, yes, yeah, that's one of the things. So I talked about that phase return to work. You could talk to me about that and come and organise a schedule of work for, I don't know, the first four or eight weeks after returning got a self-organized uh, email group for google and and it's parents-uk and there's something like three thousand people sitting on this email group and so if you're worrying about what stroller to buy <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's isn't it just yeah. but these are soft resources uh, but they're also very important because it's community-based it's 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 your colleagues sitting on the desk two rows back, and that, that makes you also feel a little bit better about the return to work because there are other people experiencing the same thing as you. I guess that's easier to do in an organisation that has 200,000 employees. Yeah, I know, I know. Than, I know. you know, a 60-person uh, organisation. I get it. But that's something that you've put in place. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, something maybe yeah, we can look right. at. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you need an end count of X for that to be successful. But there shouldn't but be an excuse not to do it. No. I reckon even in a company of 60, there must be eight people there who could share their parenting woes and, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know issues and, yeah. and feel comforted by talking to someone openly. Yeah. Even if your manager's not a parent, it's okay. You can find someone else and get support from them, you know? Yeah. Unionise the parents. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick this morning yeah, was talking about a revolution. Yeah. Oh, right, there we yeah. go. It starts there. <laughs> Anything else that you guys do to, to ease people back into work? I mean, this is just me advising. I can think back to me advising managers, ensuring that you don't make assumptions about someone's priorities. Now you're a mum. Oh, you won't want to work on that big project. Please don't ever go there. Don't think that. You have to ask, what is it that you want to be focusing on? Oh, right, you're really interested in ramping up your hours. You've got, a, you've got help at home and you, and you really want to go for that project. You know, so checking assumptions was a big part of that manager conversation. And, a, and, and I found that incredibly valuable because we should not assume anything about the state of mind of someone returning from work. Yeah, and my own observations, I worked in a female heavy HR department. I'm going to tell you, a lot of the people returning from maternity, paternity leave today were so productive because, you know, if they were going to leave their little ones at home, they had to make work count. Yeah. And so when you're going to go to work, you ain't checking mail online. It is you are, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're a, getting your work done. It's a life changer as well, isn't it? That all of your priorities shift around what's important to you and suddenly you're providing for someone, not that people who don't have kids don't feel that. No, no. That, but... Suddenly, life changes for you. Yeah, when that of course. Arrives, so. There's a new priority in town, and yeah. it ain't your. Well, it might be your objectives at work, but something far more demanding and important, yeah. right? Yeah. But really, I mean, I could talk here about flexible working. Every first conversation I ever had with a return to work was, "Have you considered flexible working?" So, some folks are adamant that they want to maintain their five day a week work arrangement and some were very open to flexible working and and again I always encourage managers to think uh, you know uh, clearly about that and so it wouldn't come as a surprise that a lot of people apply for perhaps 80% schedules and and we treated those you know objectively independently reviewed whether that was good for the business good for the team good for the manager good for the employee all those things and very often we were saying yes to those. Yeah, but it's on a case-by-case -case basis. You know, yeah, that works, what fits yeah, everybody in that definitely, team. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you've got to be open-minded about this stuff. And I mean, for me personally, get this, my first mat leave back in 2013, I came back. I was actually nervous to ask for a four-day week. So I decided to take 
Wednesdays off and use one day's holiday a week for six months and ha arranged my own four-day week. I documented all the things that I achieved in that time and then I petitioned for a four-day week at the end of six months and I said, this is what I can show you how productive I've been in the last six months. And they said yes to me after that. Mm. I mean, crazy that I perhaps even had to do that, but the point is, uh, I mean, w we've improved since then, but that was how I got around it's it. It's interesting. That's what people were saying this morning <laughs> as well, that they ended up taking holiday yeah. to cover I paternity know. leave I particularly. Know. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the way that it works. And right. you say, you know, things have moved on since then. You know, we need to catch up on that front. Yeah, yeah, sure. On that note, what can we do? Or what maybe what do you do? What can we do to encourage more shared parental leave? Look at paternity leave and how can we encourage that more? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a problem. I really hope it gets better. I think nationally the take-up of shared parental leave has been pretty low, like 2% since 2015. But I'm convinced that the passage of time will help solve that one. Mm. We, we, we just need more time to pass and more people to take this up and, and that stat should go up. You know, in the, what's that, three years since it's been introduced, I, I, I didn't have bundles of cases come, come my way, but, but I, I, I had a few and they were successful. I remember there being one issue where the policies didn't match up between the Google policy and the NHS's, which is uh, this gentleman's wife was working for the NHS. And so it would be a crying shame that someone didn't get their shared parental leave because of a, a minor policy you know, difference. I think it equated to like four days or something bonkers. Well, that was what was mentioned oh, right. this morning, oh, right. that, that policies didn't match up. Right, And right. that caused problems, and therefore they ended up giving up on the idea. Oh, right, and that's, that's such a shame. It is an incredibly complex law, so I, I do worry that 2% take-up is down to how complex it is. But I just got on the phone to our manager for this individual, and we solved it in a four-and-a-half-minute-long conversation. Get in touch with them. Get in touch, out. yeah. Nice. You can't let this admit or this bureaucracy get in the way of, of, of ruining a shared parental leave, something that both individuals wanted for their to raise their child. That's yeah. Yep. yeah, okay. We talked a little bit this morning about the stats around male managers not right. setting the best example. <gasps> How do you find that at Google? Well, not too bad. I... Last year, 2017, Google enhanced the two weeks paternity leave uh, up to 12 weeks. So that, that was amazing, right? Uh, a, a new dad can take off 12 weeks pay, fully paid leave at Google. 12 weeks. That's right. You heard me. 12 weeks. And so I was delighted when I think the VP of engineering had a babe, you know, four weeks after the policy was announced and there he was going off on 12 weeks leave. Oh, I couldn't have been more pleased. And it, it might sound odd to, to, to say I deliberately promoted that but my goodness I was so pleased you took it and I and I ensured that he shared that with others to to ensure that they followed his lead right? Well, that's right you turn know, him into I, a role model yeah, make, you know, make sure everyone knows that if the VP's doing it yeah, you can yeah. do it too and he coped he coped just fine and, and so did the rest of the organisation so from what I can see still going strong <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing failed it yeah but but I understand people worry about that, the effect that that might have those 12 weeks, but I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid in reality, it's fine, everyone copes. And I always used it as an opportunity for the, the kept deputy. It kept his ego in check at least. <laughs> kept his ego in check. And the deputy, okay, here we go, Frank, now is your time. Assume some VP responsibilities for a period of 12 weeks. Let's see how you go. 
great. He would never have got that opportunity if the VP hadn't gone on leave, you know? So, so it was always a win-win in it's my a win, mind. It's a, it was, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. Is this a societal issue? Can this be led by companies? Do both need to change in tandem or can... Oh, goodness me, what it would be to be like Scandinavia, how huh? they have got it sorted there. And when I see those promo videos on Facebook, so all, uh, Facebook of all these dads hanging out with their young children, I, I, I'm deeply, deeply impressed. And I hope we get there one day. I'm going to tell you, I think it's probably a combination of society and, and, and big company, and companies, full stop. Right, because your work is your work is your work. You're going there five days a week. You need to hear from the top that they support that kind of shift in in approach mm. to paternity and maternity leaves, and and being at home. But but equally, society needs to come along for the ride too, doesn't it? And I said earlier, the passage of time. I I, I think that's what what we need. Plus more good examples, and and we might get there. We stand a chance. From your side, is there anything we could do to make it easier? From a company's point of view, do you need parents to let you know early, be open, mm-hmm. ask you questions? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we can manage it if, if parents aren't open. It's always better if you're going to communicate with us because we're clear on where everyone stands. But equally, I do know that people change their minds a lot, right? Hey, listen, I've just told you I'm leaving at the end of my mat leave to go to Deliveroo. I change my mind, right? So leave of leaves of absence can be a great time to and uh, reflect on your career i feel like mm. you know and, and so change can come about but but if you're communicating openly frequently and you're engaged with your employer whilst you're on leave i think i think generally speaking things run pretty smoothly mm. is there anything more that employees could do to improve the experience ah not really. I think the onus is on the employers, actually, you know, to make sure that that person feels supported, very much welcomed back, and here we are for you, ready and, and, and waiting for your return. You talked a little bit about brand values as well, and it yeah. sounds like the values at Google are around the empl- what the employee wants. That's right. Oh, yeah. Employee-led. Yeah, we'll take a steer from them. Naturally, we notice a correlation between, you know, what the employee wants uh, and uh, employee satisfaction, right? We said it this morning. It's a relationship, right? (laughs) Right, You have relationships with everybody. You have a relationship with your your other half. You have a relationship with your kids. You have a relationship with your employer. That's absolutely right, yeah. Yeah. So if you're practicing good relationship or you have good relationship values with your employer, I I think think all round you're looking at a successful leave. As a tech company, yeah. you guys are probably set up quite nicely for things like flexible working, working from home, yeah. you know, different hours and things. Yeah. But that stuff is all freely available. It, it is freely available, James. But, I mean, I still... I'm in HR, I would say this. I, I'm the arbiter of what's sensible and reasonable. So naturally, you know, we don't want anyone taking the mick. But generally, when you're hiring smart, motivated people, they don't. They want to get their work done too. And so, yes, to a degree, we'll say, hey, these are your work hours, but we want you to achieve, you know, X and achieve it in which way you will or in how many hours. We love you in the office because we do think it's good to be sat next to your teammates, manager, whatever, and and be getting through your work together. But we understand you might work from home sometimes or you might want that four-day week or that three-day week, and that's, that's that's also fine. 
Yeah, for me personally, working from home, that that is absolutely fine, but it ain't just checking emails. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be... There's an element of trust in there as well, that you oh. trust your employee to look after you, and oh, therefore... Oh, definitely, you know. definitely. Yeah, all managers, there's a high level of trust, and there's so much goodwill fl- flying around Google Eye, I think. And so that makes the employee feel incredibly empowered i think to get their work done to give back to google do their best job because google have given them some flexibility yeah and you treat people badly they're not gonna they're not gonna put it in, <laughs> yeah of well yeah of course yeah. so this is all stuff that you can take to Deliveroo. <laughs> we're expecting to see <laughs> oh, don't. the guys at Deliveroo will be will be cheering when listening to no this. i think they've actually got some great practices going on themselves already but but it will be interesting to see if anything can be improved further enhanced you know uh, yeah. um steal from google but maybe maybe just uh, think about well, it sounds like that practices. is a nice <coughs> example to follow yeah and yeah charities could do the same with that right right okay yeah i mean i've worked there like i say for nearly 13 years and i i i'm a proponent of google i'm a i'm an employee who's only had a good a good ride there yeah okay well I'm going to let you go because you've probably got leaving dues <laughs> and cake and champagne to drink. Right, and that right, sort of thanks. Thing. Yeah. But thank you very much for joining us. It's you are useful. most welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Listening back to these chats, it seems pretty simple. It's not about crashes in the office, although I'd love to discover that Oxfam have one, but more about having open conversations with parents and finding an agreement which works for everyone involved. The diamond time needs to work both ways. Also, If the Vice President of Engineering at Google can do it, then dads can take more time off. I'm not denying it might be tricky if it hasn't been done before. That's the whole point of being a pioneer, right? But be a role model. Thanks to Tash, Patrick and Chloe. Also to their agents, Kirkers and Susie. Cheers to Jen, Jeremy and Gary for the retweets. And we'll see you in two weeks. We'll be hearing about an award-winning marketing campaign and a revolutionary event organiser. It'll be a good one. Right, we're done. I'm off to go and play with my kids. Before we go, quick quiz for you, Kenneth. Uh, Twitter. Do more good pod. Instagram. Do more good pod. Website. Do more good dot UK. Uh, reviews. Please leave them on iTunes and all other good podcast providers are available. MySpace. Uh, little K Dizzle. Still going strong. That's great. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs>